It's great to see you today. My name is Pastor Scott Luck. I'm uh, one of the pastors here. I know uh, many of you are our guests today and visiting. We're really glad that you are with us. And let me just issue an invitation. If you don't have a church home, uh, there is room for you here in our church family. We would, we would love to have you. And just uh, today, I just want to praise God for all that God has done in the lives of our students and our children. Can we just give it to God again? We put your hands together. Yes. Um, just amazing. You know, this, this never gets old. When you see what God is doing in the hearts uh, of people, it, it's, it's just so incredible and it's a joy to really be a part of it. So if you have a Bible uh, or a device with a Bible on it, I want you to turn to Acts chapter two, because I'm just going to share uh, some things briefly right from Acts chapter two. And as you're turning there, let me just kind of share this. Uh, as we were thinking about this day, this summer celebration, we wanted, obviously we wanted to look back and celebrate all that God has done in the past, but we also wanted to look forward. We wanted to kind of uh, really share with you the vision that God has given us as a congregation for the future, for especially the next, the next year. Uh, normally every Sunday, or I should say every January, I do what is called a vision Sunday. And this is where uh, we cast a vision for the year and even beyond. We like to kind of recalibrate behind the mission and the vision of our church. And so we, we normally do a Vision Sunday every January. But this year I didn't do that uh, because we were right in the middle of a pandemic. And there was so much uncertainty related to the pandemic. We really weren't sure where things were going. And uh, we just knew we were just going to take it. Uh, a little step at a time. And so, uh, so that's why we didn't do it uh, this Sunday. And I'll, I'll just share with you this. You know, I've been in ministry 25 years and I wanna tell you that the last year and a half have been the most difficult season of ministry that I've ever had uh, in all of my years of ministry. And, and what I know is I know that that's true for you as well. Uh, the pandemic has been a challenge on multiple levels. Uh, it, may, it may not even be over yet either. So, uh, so there's just a lot of uncertainty uh, in the world today. Let me, let me just share with you some of the challenges that we've had just over the last year. We, we had the transition to video preaching and online church, which was, about, which was fun for about a week and a half. That, that's about... Um, I don't know, everybody's so excited. Hey, we're all, you know, we're not meeting in person, but we're all online. We're so excited and that, you know, that kind of wore off pretty fast. But so we had, you know, D groups and classes and Bible studies meeting online uh, through, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the pandemic, which is really interesting. Our mom's ministry, Mom's Crossing, uh, they did the entire year online. And uh, just an amazing, they had an amazing time. God showed up in, in an incredible way, uh, even as they were meeting together. But there were just a lot of challenges like that, that we had to navigate and, and define for our church. Another challenge that we've had to face is that there's still a, a, a large percentage of people that haven't returned to church, which is kind of interesting. Um, I would say there's probably about 25% of our congregation, we're just not sure where they are. Uh, we've reached out to them and called them and, and tried to touch base with them, uh, but we're not sure if they're just out of the habit of going to church or, or going to another church or whatever. And we know that, that that statistic is common among all churches all over the United States, so it's not unique with us. But, but we just, we love our people. We wanna make sure that they're okay. And so we wanna, we wanna touch base with them. And so, so that's been a challenge. I think another challenge 
challenge that we've had to kind of navigate is just the challenge of long range planning like I kind of already alluded to. I normally plan the preaching out a year in advance in January as well, but I, I didn't do that this year uh, with, with so much of the uncertainty. I just have kind of planned it um, quarter by quarter. And so, so that's kind of been interesting. And really late winter and early spring, we were not sure we were going to do VBS. We were not sure we were going to have middle school camp or high school camp. And so, so I, just, uh, I just think we need to give our family ministries team a round of applause for pulling off this amazing summer today. And so, uh, so while it's been challenging, there have been a number of wins that our church has had uh, through this season uh, of the pandemic that we've had to navigate. The first, season, the first win that I want to just kind of highlight to you uh, today is our giving is just amazingly strong. I want to tell you that throughout the pandemic, our giving uh, never dipped uh, through that entire process. And there were a lot of churches that had to uh, lay off staff or just kind of uh, reduce the number of ministry offerings that they were, that they were giving, uh, but God just continued to bless us financially. And so many of you know, you know that um, about uh, a couple of years ago, we added 9,000 square feet to our, our church. We, we desperately needed children's ministry space. And, um, and so that has just been a huge blessing. But then we, we, we opened it up and then just a couple of, you know, a couple of months later, a few months later, uh, we had to close it down because of the lockdown. And uh, so, so that's just kind of been interesting, but God has blessed us in so many ways through that process. And uh, we are on pace to have that building expansion paid off by 2023. And uh, we're really excited about that. So, we, so we're about two years away. We're right on, right on target. We've kept things lean. Uh, as far as expend, expenditures have gone. And so we've been making extra payments. And so, uh, so it's just really exciting that we see the finish line for that. So that's been a huge win uh, this year. I think the second win that we've had is God has really blessed our staff team. And I, I'm, I'm really just happy to announce to you today that uh, Jen Dobbins um, has been offered the job of children's ministry coordinator for us in our children's ministry. And she has officially accepted that. She will be focused um, on the administration of our children's ministry, uh, resources and room management and special events uh, and, and childcare for classes. And so let's give, let's give Jen a round of applause for, for that step today. So we're so excited for her. Now, many of you know Luke Calvert and his wife Shelby uh, moved from, from here. Luke was our student ministries pastor. They moved in, in June of this year to go start a church in New York City. And they are off to a great start in New York City. And uh, we're excited uh, for them. And uh, so that left the replacement for us. We needed to fill that gap. Uh, that they left behind. And so we asked Pastor Mitch Green, who was our missions pastor, if he would really just take over the leadership of our student ministries. And uh, he said yes. And uh, he did that until we could find a replacement. Well, we're real excited to share with you that we have found our replacement. And our replacement is Pastor Mitch Green. And so, <laughs> so, uh, so let's give him a round of applause. So, 
<clears throat> Mitch just brings a wealth of experience to, the, to that ministry and to our church. And so he's just a valuable member of our team. And so we're just thankful for him that he is no longer interim. Uh, he is our, our student ministries pastor. Now, we are in the process of now looking for a missions pastor. That search started just this week. So I would ask if you would be praying for us that that search would go really well and that uh, God would bring uh, that person to us soon. So what I want to do this morning is kind of with, with some of uh, that out of the way, I just want to share with you a little bit of where we're going as a church. And I want to do this because I want to challenge you to get on board. I want to challenge you to take, to take your next step. The thing that I know as a pastor is vision leaks. When you think about a vision, whether it's for your marriage or for your family or for your job, your career, whatever it is, whatever vision that God has for you and God gives to you, what happens is it just kind of leaks out. And we, we begin to kind of forget the vision that, uh, that God has, has given to us in, in different areas of our life. And this is especially true in the life of a church. It's easy to get focused on things that are not important. And so what we want to do is keep the vision in front of all of you so that you know the vision, you own the vision, and you're excited about the vision of our church. We don't want to get, we don't want to get uh, focused on things that really don't matter, like, you know, the color of the paint on the walls or, you know, the kind of carpet, you know, things that, you know, many times churches, churches kind of argue about those things. Well, that's, that's not who we are as a church. We want to be very focused on what God has called us to do and what God has called us to be. And the reason why that is so important is because the stakes couldn't be any higher. You know, when you think about the vision of a church, there's, there's nothing more important than the work that's happening here, than what we've just seen and witnessed in the lives of these kids getting baptized. Because this is an eternal work, church, and the stakes couldn't be any higher because, because literally eternities are in the balance. And when you think about it, God is sovereign and his purposes are going to prevail, but he always works through people to accomplish those purposes. And so God is working all over the world. I know it doesn't seem like that because you turn on the news and you see all this bad news all the time, um, but God is really working in our community. He's working in our state. He's working in the nation and he is working throughout the world. And church, he's invited us to be a part of the work that he's doing, building his kingdom in the world. And so I wanna challenge you to take a step into the work of God. I wanna challenge you to, to really take a step in your faith and your walk with God so that you would know him and serve him and glorify him with your entire life. You know, we are here right at the end of the summer. And this is, this is kind of the time of year where a lot of us are thinking about the commitments that we're making. You know, the summer is kind of coming to an end and then, and then school has started. And so we're all thinking about the things that we're gonna be involved in in the fall and the coming year. And as a parent or grandparent, you know that you've already made a commitment to help your kids with their homework, right? And so the reason why we do that is because your kids have academic needs and you gotta make a commitment to meet those needs. In the same way, you've made a commitment to your job. 
you're going to show up on time for work. You're going you're gonna to do quality work because, because that's, that's what you're paid to do. And the reason why we do that is because we have physical needs, right? We need to buy groceries and we need to pay the rent or, you know, the mortgage or whatever. And so, and so, yeah, so we've got physical needs, we've got academic needs. And then your children, if, you have par- if you're parents and you have children, your, your children are going to be involved in all kinds of activities like drama or choir or, um, you know, sports this year or clubs or activities. And the reason why is because your kids have developmental and emotional needs. So you make commitments to those to meet those needs. Well, here's the question that I want to ask you. What about your spiritual needs? What about, what about your relationship with God? What about your commitment there? You know, when you think about it, if you don't make a commitment to grow spiritually, then you're not going to grow. It's just like your commitment academically or your commitment to, you know, uh, developmentally. If you don't make those commitments, then you're not going to grow in those areas. And the same is true in your relationship with God. We always grow through commitments that we make. And here's the question I want to throw out, throw at you this morning. How are you going to serve the kingdom of God this year? How are you going to live on mission this year for the kingdom of God? How are you going to grow deeper in your knowledge of God's word? How are you going to do that this year? Church, it's not going to happen by accident. It's just not. It's not the way we are wired. That's not how it works. And so you need to be thinking about what commitment that you might make this summer. You know, when I think about When I think about our mission as a church, I think about the fact that our mission is really helping people take their next step towards Christ. That's what we say here as a church. We want to help people take their next step. And part of that is thinking in a crowd this size, we're all over the place in in a spiritual spectrum, if you think about it. Some of us are here today and we're, we're not Christians. We've never crossed the line of faith. Others of us are here and, uh, you know, we're new Christians. We're kind of new to what it means to be a Christian. Others of us have been following God for a while, and you could say that you're a growing Christian. Many of you are here today. You've been following Jesus a long time, and you, you could say, yeah, I'm really striving to be Christ-centered in every, in every area of our life. And so, and so when you think about it, we're all in a different place. And so what we want to do is challenge you just to take a step in your walk with God. See, we can't make that happen. Only God can make that happen. But here's the thing. We can create the environment for it to happen. And that's that's what we're committed to as a congregation. We just want to challenge you to take a step this year in your walk with God. And what will happen is you'll experience joy and peace and love and purpose like you never have before. And so as we think about that mission what step do you want to take? Now, what's the vision of our church? If we think about kind of the vision, you know, vision's kind of interesting. We, we think about a vision as a picture, right? A vision is just kind of a picture of, of really what could be. And then behind that is this conviction that it should be. And so a vision is really a breathtaking view of the future. And so you think about the vision for your marriage, the vision for your family, the vision for your life, the vision for your job. What's a breathtaking picture of your life or your marriage look like? You need to think that through. You need to pray that through. And as we think about it as a church, and we've, we've 
thought and prayed and talked a lot about it, we feel like we found a picture of it right in Acts chapter 2. And what I want us to do is I want to, I want to just read Acts, Acts 2 verses 42 through 47 because I believe what we see in this, in this passage is a breathtaking picture of what could be. And, uh, and, it, and it's fueled by a conviction here that it should be. So I'm going to invite you, if you are willing and able, would you stand as we read the word of God this morning? think about this as a picture of the church. So Luke writes in Acts chapter 2, 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but not the word of God. It lasts forever. You may be seated. Now, this is a description of the church that I think is absolutely breathtaking. It doesn't mean that the church was perfect, that the early church was perfect or sinless. We know that's not true, right? But it does mean that they made some commitments that God had wanted them to make and, and so they began to fulfill the vision that God had for them. And so there are really just three commitments that they made here that, that I, I really see from Acts chapter 2. You notice very simply that they, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to the fellowship. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved, which really means they were a people who lived on mission. And so these are three commitments that we have made as a church family as well. Now we have three B words that we use to kind of describe those three commitments. We use these three B words all the time. And so the words are belong, become, and beyond. And let me, let me talk a little bit about these, these three and kind of what we wanna do this year as a, as a congregation and as a church. First and foremost, what we wanna focus on as a church in the coming year is we will deepen community in our church. We will deepen community in our church. Now, what do I mean by that? We wanna really create a sense of belonging here at Stones. Let me show this to you in, in, in Acts chapter two, verse 42. Notice that it says, they devoted themselves to the, to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. That means they devoted themselves to each other. See, we're all fellows, men and women on the same ship. That's what a fellowship is, right? And so they were committed to the fellowship. And then in verse 44, you see, all believed were together. And it says they had all things in common. And then in verse 46, it says this, and day by day attending the temple together, breaking bread in homes. So there's a real sense of community within the early church. There's this sense of interdependence. And I say it is a breathtaking picture of what could be, of what we wanna see here at Stones. When you think about where our society is today, 
just the, the division and the, uh, just the, the anger in our society. So many things divide us today. The church is called in the midst of that to be a counterculture. To be a, to be a group of people who are united in their love for God and their love for each other. And I'm telling you, our world is struggling with that right now. And we have the opportunity to really step into what God has for us as a congregation and unify behind who God is and what God has done through his son, Jesus. You know, something amazing happens when when a person experiences the grace of God. It changes how you view other people. You You begin to see them because of the grace of God as God sees other people. You begin to love people because you see that they're loved by God. And what happens is our differences start to fade because we see in reality, we're all fellows on the same ship. We have so much in common and we need a savior. And so it's a beautiful picture of what God has called the church to be. The church really, the church is not a business. The church is not a building. Uh, The church is not a group of people following a preacher. Uh, the, The church is not even a weekly worship service. The church is a family. The church is a body. The church is a community. And so we're called to love each other and to, and to inter, be interdependent upon one another. I mean, imagine a church where you walk in the door and you feel loved and cared for. I mean, imagine a church where somebody who doesn't even know what it means to be a Christian, somebody who's far from God, walks in the door and they feel the love and the acceptance of people and they feel the freedom to ask questions and share their doubts and, and just explore what it means to be a Christ follower. That would be an amazing church. Imagine a church where you have, you have at least one or two 3 a.m. friends. You know, friends that you can call when you need somebody at 3 a.m. That's the vision of our church. See, our vision is to be a place where every believer is a belonger and every person has a place. And so I want to challenge you this coming year to take a step into community. You know, um, one of the things that we learned in the pandemic, we, we, we just did an event last fall. It was called Food Truck Friday. And uh, we got a bunch of food trucks. And what we learned is people really like to eat. So, and they come, if you feed them, they will come. And so we had, we had hundreds of people here out in our parking lot, just hanging out, connecting, sharing and fellowship. And so we've planned another food truck Friday coming in September, September 17th. And so we're so excited about that. And so church, we don't do that because we're a social club. We do that because we're a family. We're a spiritual family. And we need to be together. And so, and so we just want to be the kind of place where even if you're introverted, you know, you feel safe. We want to be that kind of place. Even when you feel like I'm just kind of new to this, I don't even know what's going on. You're safe because you're loved and you're cared for. And so I want to challenge you to, to join us as we focus on deepening our sense of community in, in, in our church here. But secondly, we don't want to just focus on deepening community. We want to become like Christ. We want to grow in God's word. 
I don't know if you figured this out, but the word of God is central to all that we do here. That's why we, when we read it, we stand out of reverence for it. Why? Because God has spoken. God has revealed himself to us. And again, you see this in the early churches. You see what they did. Verse 42, Luke tells us they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now think about that, church. What was the apostles' teaching? It was really the teaching of Jesus. Because Jesus taught them for three years. He gave them the word of God. And so they devoted themselves to the word of God, to Jesus' teaching. And that's what they were focused on and committed to. And that's what we are committed to as well. You know, our vision for the coming year for you is, um, is pretty breathtaking when you think about it. We want you to know God's word. We want you to love God's word. And we want you to do God's word. Now, do you know why? Because you and I need to build our lives on something that's going to last forever. You see, our world is going all in with, with so many different philosophies. And we are being bombarded with them every day. Church, those philosophies will not last. But the word of God will last forever. And what we want to do is put you in a place where you can build your life on the rock of God's word so that you will have a place to stand so that, so that you'll be unmoved by whatever's going on in the world, that you'll have peace and joy and freedom and life. Why? Because you know and love our Savior. And so, and so that's our challenge for you. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about the word of God, it is really the revelation of Jesus. So the more time you spend in the revelation of Jesus, the more you become like Jesus. And, and that's what really the word of God is all about. So this fall, we are, we are offering a lot of different ways for you to jump in and grow in your knowledge of God's word. We're offering a women's study this, this fall on, on the book of Ezra. So ladies, I want you to, I want you to jump into that if you, if, if you haven't already. Men, we're not gonna leave you out. We're, we're forming a men's ministry around a, a, a men's study called Fight Club. And this is all about overcoming temptation. And we're gonna dive into the word of God and we're gonna learn what the word of God says about overcoming temptation. And we're gonna do it in community with, with other men. It's gonna be amazing. And we're gonna be uh, also offering a, a class on the book of Exodus, which is the second book in, in the Bible. It's just a powerful book that displays the gospel in every way. And so I wanna encourage you to take a step into, into that class. We also wanna encourage you to jump into, you know, if you don't wanna get into a class or a Bible study, you, we wanna encourage you to jump into a small group. We call our small groups here D groups, discipleship groups. And this is just a great way for you to study God's word in community. And you meet weekly and you pray for one another, you share what's going on in each other's life and uh, you really do life together as, as a D group. You know, a few years ago, there was a study done uh, that surveyed thousands of people in churches all over the United States. And they wanted to find what is it that causes people to grow spiritually. And do you know what the number one catalyst is for spiritual growth in our life? The number one catalyst out of all the things that, 
that spark us to grow in our relationship with God, the number one catalyst is really daily time in God's word. And so church, my encouragement to you as you think about your commitments for the coming year, you need to take just a few minutes every day and open your heart and open your mind to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so another way of saying it would be like this. The spirit of God uses the word of God to make us like the son of God. So what commitment will you make to see that that becomes a reality this year? So that's about belong and become. Lastly, let me share with you about going beyond. This year, we're gonna focus on mobilizing you for mission. That's where we're gonna focus. We're gonna mobilize you for mission this year. Let me show this to you in verse 47, where you see Luke writes this, having favor with all the people, he says, and the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Now that's interesting. That word favor there, it just simply means influence. So the early Christians, there were just a few thousand of them in a, in a, in a huge city, but it says they had the favor of all the people. They had the influence of all the people. And what that tells me is this, that they use that influence for gospel purposes. They use that influence to share the gospel with other people. And that's what Luke is telling us. And so that's where we get this word beyond from because our vision is that all of us would go beyond ourselves in serving and in sharing the gospel. All right, let me just talk about, let me talk about serving first. When you think about it, God has given you gifts and talents and abilities that he wants you to serve and use for the kingdom of God. He wants you to serve the body of Christ. And that's why he's given you those gifts and talents and abilities. And so could you imagine, imagine a church where everybody's serving. I mean, imagine a church where everybody's making a contribution, where everybody's pulling in the same direction, where everybody's working towards the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, being spread in our church, and in, their, in our community. To me, that is a breathtaking thing. And that takes all of us. You see, in most churches, you know, the statistic is this, 20% of the people do 80% of the ministry. Well, that's not, that's not us at Stones. You see, our vision is 100% do 100%. That's what, that's what we wanna be. So I wanna challenge you to think about taking a step into service this year. You can serve as a greeter, you can serve as a camera operator, you can serve in children's ministry, student ministry, you can lead a D group. We'll even train you how to lead a Bible study or how to teach a class, uh, any number of things. We have, a, we have a ministry here called Stone's Auto Service and we change you know, oil for people's cars you know, and people in need. And so that's a great way. If you know how to change oil, you could do that for the glory of God. Can I get an amen to that? Absolutely. And you can start with mine first. How about that? No. Um, but I just wanna, I wanna challenge, we've got no, so many different places for you to serve and to jump into. You know, a few years ago, we were approached by our next door neighbor 
And uh, he said he was selling his house and wanted, he wanted to know if we wanted to buy his house. And we said, absolutely. Uh, we really didn't have the money to do it, but we just stepped out on faith and God just, God just provided. So we purchased the house right on the other side of these walls, right up on the hill. And uh, we really weren't sure what we were gonna do with it. But uh, someone in our congregation came up with the idea, we should start a healthcare clinic that's free to the community. And so we, we bought the house, we renovated it, we turned it into this healthcare clinic. We were just getting ready to launch and open the doors. And then the pandemic hit. And then we had to close, we had to close those doors. But I'm excited to share with you that we are on we are on schedule for a, a late fall opening of Healing on the Hill, the ministry right next door to us. And so that is a ministry of our church. Right now, we're in the process of looking for medical practitioners, office help, and cleaning help. Maybe, maybe that's a way you can serve uh, the kingdom of God this year. But we're real excited to get that ministry up and running as we've hopefully made it through uh, the worst of the pandemic. But I also not only want to challenge you to serve, to find a place where you can serve, but I want to challenge you to share your faith. I want to challenge you to think about praying about leading one person to Christ this year. What if, church, all of us did that by the grace of God? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, what if you all didn't see me as an evangelist? but you all saw yourselves as evangelists? What if, what if you were equipped and empowered to share the gospel with the people that God has sovereignly brought into your life so that they could walk in his grace and know him too? Wouldn't that be amazing? Now, one of the things that I know as a pastor is a lot of Christians, many Christians don't share their faith. This is an area where a lot of Christians really struggle because we think, well, I don't really know what to say or I might say the wrong thing or somebody might ask me a question and I don't know how to answer it or you know, somebody might think I'm some kind of religious fanatic. And I, I get that, I, I, I totally understand that. But what if we equipped you to share your faith? This fall, we're gonna be offering a class uh, just on sharing the gospel. It's a five week class. And uh, we're gonna be just training folks on how to share your story and how to share the gospel with others. And what you'll find is you're, you're gonna be growing in your confidence in, in, in sharing your faith with others. We also wanna want to launch a new ministry this year called the Ministry uh, Alpha Course. And Alpha is an amazing tool that you can use even though you may not feel like you're, you're fully trained to be able to share the gospel. Let me tell you a little bit about Alpha. Alpha is an 11 week course that really just pre presents Christianity, the basics of Christianity in an environment that you're excited to bring your non-Christian friends to. Because what happens in this 11 week course, you have dinner, you watch a 20 minute video, and then you discuss. And what happens is that uh, you really begin to experience this authentic and unforced discussion in a non-judgmental atmosphere. And it's really just presenting the truth of the gospel and what Christianity is and people discussing it. And it is an incredible ministry. Church, listen to this. Throughout the entire world, millions of people have taken 
uh, the Alpha Course. Millions. I'm not over. I'm not exaggerating it. Uh, it has been developed by a pastor in London, England, and they have exported it out to people all over all over the world. They found that during the pandemic, when they moved it all online, their numbers shot through the roof, and they saw thousands and thousands of people come to Christ through the ministry of Alpha. What we are praying for. As we're thinking about this launch, hopefully in January of 2022, we're looking for maybe, I don't know, three to four leaders who would start three or four alpha groups. And uh, so if that is something you're interested in, I'd love for you to connect with me, email me or see me right after the service. But we think this is gonna be a huge tool going forward in our community and a huge tool to equip you to share your faith. Wouldn't it be amazing if this was a church where you're just seeing every single week people getting baptized? Wouldn't that be breathtaking? I think, I think it really would be. Now, what I want you to do is as I wrap this up, I want you to take this card out you, uh, you found it on the seat, hopefully, when you came in. And what we've done is we've just listed a lot of different opportunities on a card that you can take with you today. So there's all kinds of uh, opportunities here for you to, to connect in community, for you to grow deeper in God's word, and for you to be mobilized in mission. And I want, I want you to just kind of think about where you're going to make your commitment this year. And so there's all kinds of offerings that has some basic information on you, uh, for you on this card. And I wanna just, just say that we have a room set aside for you this morning. If you want just more information, you just have a simple question. You just wanna get more information. Our adult classroom, which is right by the very front door of the church, there'll be people in there that will help answer any question you, you have. And so you don't have to sign up for anything today, but you can just grab some more information and have a conversation about Mom's Crossing or, um, you know, our re-engaged marriage ministry or even biblical counseling training or our fall set of classes, our Bible studies for men and women, uh, even Alpha, or how you can get plugged into Stone's Auto Service or Healing on the Hill or just serving inside the church. We want to encourage you to take a next step in your relationship with God. Everybody get it? Good. Now, let me just close with this, all right? Imagine a church where the gospel is being preached and celebrated every single week. Good news every single week. Imagine a church that believes in the power of prayer, that loves to pray together and consistently prays together. Imagine that. Imagine a church that loves unbelievers just like Jesus did. Imagine a church that serves the community sacrificially and shares the gospel boldly. Imagine a church that's warm and genuine, inviting and accepting. Imagine a church where every member is a disciple who disciples others. Imagine a church where it's okay to confess your struggles, share your doubts and ask questions. Imagine a church where unbelievers explore and discuss what it means to be a Christian. I mean, just imagine a church where every member knows their spiritual shape, uses their spiritual shape for the glory of God. That's about all your gifts and talents. That's what your spiritual shape is. Imagine a church that knows God's word, loves God's word and does God's word. Imagine a church that knows the vision, that owns the vision and lives the vision. You know what the good news of the gospel is today? God can do exceedingly more than we can ask 
or ever imagine. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Let's pray together. God, we just give you praise and glory for the evidence of changed lives that we've seen just in the waters of baptism today. We thank you for the summer that we've had and we're excited to be a part of your work in the future. And so God, I just ask that, uh, Lord, your Holy Spirit would just move us to take a step today, whatever that looks like, if that's serving or growing in, in God's word or just mobilizing for mission, whatever that looks like this year, we wanna be a church that says yes. And so thank you for every person here. Thank you for our family. Thank you that there's always room in our family for more. And so God, I just pray that we would be a church that radiates your love, that lives your truth, and that humbly shares your gospel. And so God, we thank you and praise you and all God's people said, amen.